0: Well, it was a season-shaping weekend of NBL action. So many games that have teams sliding up or sliding down. Playoff hopes ending and top four hopes uh, being realised. A big weekend of news as well. Nicole and Magne, the incident, the physicality on Thursday night. We've got a decision there in terms of some fines. Anthony Lamb injury... Doesn't look good for the New Zealand Breakers. And then there's plenty of teams with plenty to offer as we head into the penultimate round of the season. That's all next on NBL. It's a Tuesday morning, the 6th of February. Another jam packed weekend of action is in the books. Damon Lowry and myself, Joel Peterson, here to break it all down. Good morning, Damon. JP, my man.
1: Wow. (laughs) Another weekend of shenanigans.
0: Uh, just a, another another crazy weekend. Of course, this is a time on Tuesdays, we always sit here and we we uh, discuss a weekend winner. Who have you got for me?
1: I got those little poisonous ants. Those little marching ants from Tasmania. Man, were they good over the weekend, over that round. They went to Cairns, put the smack down, come home and, and repeat that dose against the Adelaide 36ers. Tasmania, like I've said all season, this team is dangerous. They got three absolute closers in Milton Doyle, Jordan Crawford, and Jack McVeigh. They got depth in the big man department with Marcus Lee, um, Will Magnet, Fabian Krislovich. They got perimeter depth in, in, in McVay and Anthony Drew. They got all the pieces, and they got the right way to play JP, they got the Jackie way, which we've yet to define categorically, but whatever it is, it's beautiful to watch.
0: That that was super impressive. I just disposed at Adelaide on Sunday. They never looked challenged really in that game. They had control of it throughout. They've been a bit up and down, and and their form hasn't been at times the sort of barnstorming form we saw from them earlier in the year, but we know they haven't lost a game by by uh, more than 10 points all season. They are in every contest. How legitimate of a title threat are they if they keep this level of form going?
1: Highly legitimate. Yeah, they don't storm the barns maybe like they've done in the past. But if you get these dudes in a series where they can prepare for you, where they can make some little minor tweaks and adjustments, this team tends to bounce back after a loss, whether it be a close loss or even a win that Scott Roth might not have been overly impressed with. This team knows how to re-re- uh, rewrite the ship, so to speak. So I really trust those guys in a series. Trustworthy is the Jack Jumpers for mine.
0: Yeah, they're certainly that. So they've they've, uh, they've really cemented that third spot. They look like they'll host that seeding qualifier. Of course, Melbourne and Perth, in, in some order, we think will finish one and two, and, and Perth can lock that up with a win over the course of uh, – of Saturday against Cairns, but uh, the Jackies have got a long way to sort of being the best of the rest and and getting their, themselves that third spot tucked away. Um, they've been part of some of the news over the last twenty four hours. So um, the the game review panel uh, handed down sanctions yesterday to Taji McCall and to Will Magney out of that Thursday night Cairns Tasmania game. Why it took until Monday, I don't know. Uh, that's one question that we've got here. So Taj McCall was charged with unduly rough play. The panel deemed the incident, which is the hit on Will Magney that floored him, as careless, medium impact, and low contact. The penalty for that classification is $1,165 uh, $1, reduced to $775 with an early guilty play. I'm sure you can tell in the tone of my voice what I think of that. Will Magney was charged with unduly rough play during the game. Um, so that was for one of the incidents with Pat Miller. The panel deemed the the, uh, incident as intentional, medium impact, low contact. The penalty for that classification is a one-game suspension reduced to a $1,550 fine with an early guilty plea. Those playing along at home will will remember the one-game suspension reduced to $1,550 from Gary Brown literally punching someone on the basketball court. And that's what Will Magnet got. First of all, just your thoughts on all of that, Damon.
1: Man, first of all, Joe, we don't need your sarcasm. (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna end up getting fined for that. Yeah, um, probably. Me and me and Adam Ford were in the same basket. <laughs> this is utterly preposterous. This GRP, this game review panel, whatever you want to call them. They, I don't know what they're doing, and I don't think they know what they're doing. For Tajima Kaws' hit on on Will Magney, to call that careless—that had nothing to do with basketball. He lowered his shoulder and went right into his rib cage. Didn't go for the ball. Didn't do anything but literally, literally take this guy out. Then, Will Magnet, who there are all the times I've been watching him play, has never stepped out of bounds. Has never done anything remotely dirty. Seems to be one of the good guys of the league. He's just running down the middle of the floor, and Pat Miller decides, I'm going to line him up. What is Will Magney supposed to do? He's running in a straight line. He kind of protects himself and just braces himself for contact and Pat Miller falls over. And that's called intentional. Like it, it makes no sense. And then these wild figures of money, seven hundred and seventy-five. I mean, I don't know where they're pulling these figures out, but the GRP, find yourselves. That's what they that's what somebody needs to do. I
0: think the I mean the issue that I have with it is that I don't think either should either player should have been suspended. So I think where we landed in terms of an outcome is okay. But to classify the McCall hit on Magney higher in terms of intent than the Magney and Miller incident, I just find that really odd. Um, and then you, you toss in the Gary Brown incident from earlier in the year and how that fo- falls into this. And you think, okay, well that seems even stranger now. And then the timing of it. So Tassie played again. Why didn't we know this before they played again? Like, if it is a two games suspension for Will Magnay, and we find that out after they've already played twice, that that just seems it seems a little bit strange. But I think I think the sort of the, the take home message here is maybe the penalties should have been reversed. So McCall gets the Magnay penalty, Magnay gets the McCall penalty. I wouldn't have had such a big issue with that. But we we probably need to know a little bit sooner.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They, like I said, it's it's no consistency. Like, you know, Gary Brown is out there holding a boxing exhibition and Cairns Tight are playing football. Will McLean's trying to play basketball. We got too many different sports on this on the court at the same time. It's out of control at the moment. So yeah, it needs a review.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see where the league goes with that, uh in terms of the GRP in the in the offseason, whether there's a bit of a rethink there. The other big news after out, out of the the Sunday games was uh unfortunately Anthony Lamb who Derek and Jack spoke about it in the aftermath on Moments That mattered, which was literally in the moments after the game had finished. Uh, and it's sort of emerged since that um, New Zealand believed that it, it could be a torn Achilles. We haven't heard a lot more of that, but that was the, the reporting from Norwich after that game and that Moti Mayors basically said, look, the injury doesn't look good. With Achilles, you you generally know. I mean, it's sort of, it's, it's happened or it hasn't. Um, that is a, a massive blow for New Zealand.
1: He moved his blow, and a, um, and a massive shout-out to Anthony Lamb. I thought he's been sensational since he's came to the league. Only 25 – sorry, he had his birthday. had a big game on his birthday as well, 26 years old. So if, if, if it is an Achilles or a torn calf or whatever it is, it looks like he's definitely out for the season. But I'm telling you, this dude gets a good rehab, gets a full season with the breakers. I'm bringing him back. Zion Cheatham. I mean, those two together are just sensational to watch. But I would say this about the New Zealand Breakers. They can still make the six. They can still win playoff games without him. Lodi Minor is that strong of a leader. This dude, excuses do not live in his heart. His team knows how to rally around adversity. They know how to adjust and adapt. Like in true Navy SEAL fashion, Joe. it don't matter who go down, it don't matter where they play, them dudes get up and they get on with the game, they get on with business. So, yes, this is a blow, but even you can see in Modi's press conference, they're like, all right, who we got next? They're, We're moving on. So they bring back Finn Delaney, which is a, a bit of a reprieve, you know, not quite Anthony Lamb, but still a very helpful piece, and they're going to keep this train rolling.
0: So they've got 11 wins, the breakers. This weekend, they host Illawarra on Friday, and then they've got Melbourne on Sunday. The following weekend, so the last round of the season, they host Brisbane, and then they've got a trip to Adelaide. So uh, essentially, with their percentage at around that 100 mark, two wins out of those four games should get them into the postseason. You can see them going 500 in their last four.
1: Absolutely. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if they ran the table. Like I say, teams we've we've seen this season, Teams struggle with that monster called adversity. Some teams completely go to water. Some teams tread water. The New Zealand Breakers, they seem to almost thrive. When their backs are against the wall and they have to come out and get a win, yes, they've taken their share of L's, but they do not freak out in the big moments. So I trust them guys to go to war, all of them, whoever they got. I, I trust all the guys they have. So it would surprised surprise me, like I said, if they ran the table.
0: Yeah, they've got plenty of experience there. Uh, the team that they beat on, uh, and I think the Anthony Lamb sort of all-NBL first-team conversation will be something that uh, develops during the week as as awards season goes. Um, the team they beat on Sunday, so the Perth Wildcats, have lost two of their last three. Got any concerns about the way they're tracking at the moment?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got some concerns because... Yes, people said, yeah, Bryce... It's all about Bryce Cotton, by the way. When we talk about Perth Wildcats, you know what we're talking about. In Bryce's last two games, at home, 2 of 12 and 3 of 14. 5 out of 26. Now, can the Perth Wildcats win a championship with Bryce Cotton averaging 13 points a game? Absolutely not. The other guys have got to step up. So the formula, which is not new, which is, I'm sure, been used before, take the ball out of his hands. Leonard Copeland has been saying this all season, double-team this man, and make somebody else beat you. And guess what, Joe? Nobody else has been able to beat you. Now, yes, they had that one win against the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix who was teetering between the Big V and the NBL 1 team at the time. That doesn't really count. But everybody else, and especially in this series, Bryce has his work cut out for him. He's very unselfish, as we know. But I don't know if this team has the offensive firepower to make up for Bryce if he's only averaging in the low teens. Yeah, it's going to be
0: an interesting watch. Also, a shout out to our own Damien Martin, of course. The great scenes on Sunday of his jersey getting retired. An absolute basketball legend. One of my favorite players to watch. Growing up, I think there'd be plenty in uh, in that basket. It was great to see him and his young family there, and uh, the smile on his face as he watched that jersey uh, raised to the rafters was absolutely magnificent.
1: Yeah, congrats, Damo, the human straight jacket. He's um, yeah, he's everything that's right about basketball. Like he he played it the absolute right way, got the most out of his talent, um, led his team. Every team he was on, you know, he was a leader. Um, the way people speak about him, you can't find anybody's got a bad word to say about him. Uh, I was fortunate enough to never have had to play against him because I don't know how to get out of a straight jacket. So congrats and the pride he, sh- he had uh, watching that 53 rise up into the rafters. Um, very well deserved and congrats again.
0: Yeah, absolutely yeah. it was. Hey, the Sydney Kings, diamond, we talk about we've talked about them a lot this season. They've been the subject of fascination and they've gone back and forth, but th- that inconsistent form has continued. Um, This is really a no-excuses weekend for them. They're at home. uh, They basically lock themselves into the top six with a win. Uh, They get nine days rest coming off uh, Friday night against Adelaide into Sunday against Illawarra. Illawarra have to go to New Zealand in the meantime. Have you got any level of trust in the Sydney Kings that they'll get the job done this coming
1: weekend? (laughs) Zero trust in the Sydney Kings. Those moody kings who only play when they feel like it. Now, when you when you yes, they have the talent from might be arguably man for man the most talented team in the league. But Joe, their collective attitude ain't no good. The basketball gods are who we all work for, Joe. The basketball gods do not like that attitude. You just can't roll up and try to flick a switch and decide to play today and and take next week off. So, I don't have any trust in them. And it's the freeway series with the Loyola Hawks. And I'm telling you, nothing would please the Hawk faithful and former Hawk players more than if the Hawks could just put put a nail in their season and just kind of end it for them. But like you say, they'll make the six. But they're limping in. They are definitely limping in. So, yeah, it's definitely worrying signs for the Kings.
0: We, we talk about throwdowns a lot, but uh, this freeway series game, I mean, it is one of the biggest games of the season. There is a, there's no doubt about that. It is fourth and fifth, playoff ramifications, uh, the Kings trying to sort of salvage their season at the moment. I mean, if Sydney were to finish 12 and 14, so they've got 12 wins at the moment, they won't make the playoffs. You, you're not going to make it with 12 wins you're going to need 13 and that good percentage. If they get to 13 wins, they'll probably make it based on their percentage. So They really only need to win one of their last two games. If they didn't make it, I mean, is it throw all the toys out of the cot type stuff? Like, what,
1: what on earth would they do then? Well, they're going to make it because after they lose to the Delaware Hawks, they're going to go and they, they're going to beat the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in the last game. So they're going to make it. But then they're going to probably be one and done. If they were to not make it and not like after a back-to-back championship and then not make it, I've never, ever advocated for anybody to lose their job as I sit here in the trenches in the real world. But if Mahmoud Abdul-Fatah is not retained, whoever the next coach is for the Sydney Kings, I want a full investigation. That guy or woman should demand a full investigation and find out who on that team quit. Who on this roster has quit on this dude, and I want them out. I don't want any quitters playing for that next coach if this was to happen. So you don't get to pick who you play for. You are a professional basketball player. You play this game because you love this game, and you get compensated very nicely to do it. So that would be the first thing I would do. I would launch, uh, like I said, a royal commission, Joe, into each player's character and heart moving forward.
0: That's the only type of commission the kings can have, isn't it? A royal commission. It's the only one that makes any sense. It's just the way it's got to be. It's the way it's got to be. You Can't argue with that. Hey, one to finish off with. Um, Scott Ninnis. Uh Scott Roth, and Jack McVeigh had some really good things to about uh, to say about him after that game on on Sunday. It wasn't the Adelaide 36s' best performance by any stretch, but I mean, you can't keep that level that they were playing at, uh, at up. And Tassie needed a win and and got the job done. Um, Olgan, you'll. Last week reported that, you know, Scott Ninnis it looks like he's in the driver's seat for that Adelaide job. If you were Grant Kelly and Nick Barbado, would you be looking at Scott Ninnis yeah. saying, righto, mate, this is yours?
1: No brainer. No brainers. What Scott Ninnis has done, Ben, it's not just because he's a true, a lifelong South Australian bleeds the 36ers. It's not about that as much as it's about the character and integrity of this guy. What he's done in his short amount of time. He, this is the era, Joe. Where you have got to get a coach that players actually like. The players actually want to play for, and they want to play for Scotty, and that's that's testament to him and how he goes about it. So I'm I'm, I'm happy they're not making a call right now because I'm not a fan of doing that in season. But I'm sure they're giving him a little tap on the shoulder, a little wink and a nod. Scotty, don't worry, man. We got you covered. Soon as the season finishes, let's go and have a coffee, have a beer, whatever. And let's put pen to paper. So, Scott is definitely the man for that job.
0: I reckon it'll be a glass of the Barossa's finest knowing Scott Ninnis. It'll be a nice little red potentially for uh, Scott Ninnis. And, yeah, he's done a a great job. It's been great to see their turnaround. And, I mean, they remain in the hunt. It's it's unlikely, but they remain in the hunt, as does everyone at this stage of the season, which is truly remarkable. Damon, good fun. Uh, Look forward to doing it again soon. Let's do it. Later, man. Damon Lowry joining us on NBL now this morning. Braids have your company. Plenty happening throughout the week. Stay tuned to the NBL app or nbl.com.au.